Hey guys, Kyler. Welcome back to Kyler Burrell's Unedited Podcast, episode number 108. Um, gonna go back, you know, normal stuff today. We're gonna do a little more though in the NFL. Um, obviously main reactions, week four MVP rankings, post week four NFL top 16 power rankings. We'll also do, this time we're gonna do NFL tiers as well. So we'll do uh, AFC and NFC tiers. And then we'll do KB, we'll go back to the KB's QB chopping block. Uh, NFL Week 5 key matchups to talk about. There's three big ones I want to dis- discuss. Then we're going to get into my pre-preseason NBA conference and overall standing predictions for the season. So I'm going to give the East 1-15, through 15, the West 1-15, through 15, and then my overall top 11 heading into the season. Um, then we're going to do my reaction to Canelo versus Charlo. Um, then we'll get into college football, top five reactions from week five, post week five, top six Heisman candidates, uh, post week five, power 23 college football rankings. We do have some shakeup in my rankings and then game predictions, of course, to end it. Um, so main reactions, uh, Monday night, not eventful again, but we'll start out bills route the dolphins 48, 20, um, bills, uh, they look very impressive to me, the Bills do. I mean, they're, they've they figured it out since that week one kind of, you know, shit show. They kind of figured it out the last three weeks. Josh Allen's been accurate. He's been really good. Um, and, you know, coming in, Dolphins are coming in hot. Obviously a 70-20 to 20 win, and the Bills just absolutely thump them. And uh, that was a huge win for the Bills. Um, I, both teams are really good. Um, but the Bills look really scary right now, that's for sure. Cowboys bounce back with a dominant win over the Patriots, 38-3. Uh, Again, you know, you look at these wins, and yeah, they're, they're, they're lopsided because the defense, but the offense still isn't clicking, and now you go into a game against San Francisco, it's like, it worries me that the offense isn't going. We're kicking a lot of field goals, settling in the red zone, not scoring, not converting. We're missing that, we're missing that short yardage back, you know, missing Zeke, to be quite honest right now, the short yardage and, you know, I talked about my brother, uh, you know, obviously we're Cowboys fans, and I, I would love Leonard Fournette, not going to lie. Uh, just a short yardage guy. You know, Apollo can still be the overall guy, but, man, down in the red zone, third and shorts, we're not converting, and I think we need a guy like that, a big running back that can go get you a yard or two and uh, get you the first down or get in the end zone. Um, but, yeah, it was a huge win, obviously. Defense was impressive again, and, um, it'll be tough though going to San Fran. They've they're they're clicking. C.J. Stroud continues to impress. Man, Texans smoke the Steelers, thirty to six. It was my upset of the week pick. Um, was the Texans? I finally got my first upset of the week right. Me and my brother's uh, game predictions. We both did really good this week. I think he went twelve and four. I went eleven and five. So we're dead even overall. I believe here we can check that out. Actually, NFL game predictions updated eleven and five. 12 and 4. So he goes to 39 and 25 as well do I. Both 39 and 25. He has the edge on upset picks. Thanks to the Bucks twice for him. He is now 2 and 2 in upset picks. I am 1 and 3 getting my first one on the board, but we're dead even um in game picks. 39 and 25 apiece. But yeah, CJ Stroud, man, he's he's definitely uh, you know, I said Bijan Robinson should probably walk away with it and you know, I have a future bet on Bijan to win rookie of the year. 
CJ Stroud, though, man, I think he's got it right now. Uh, he's looked unreal. Uh, Bengals are in trouble. Uh, they get routed by the Titans 27-3. Uh, they just don't look good, man. Don't look good at all. O-line's bad. Joe Burrow really doesn't look like his mobility's there at all. Uh, I think, yeah, they're in a bit of trouble this year. Uh, it could be a, it could be a season where, you know, they they just miss the playoffs. And uh, uh, that sucks for them, but, you know, I just don't think they're good enough right now. Um, who knows, though, they could obviously turn it around, make a run, but Joe's playing not 100%. You can tell he's not 100%. And it's tough to – you don't get healthy by playing, in my opinion. You know, it's not like you know you get treatment throughout the week and stuff, but it's, you, then you go through a game, a 60-minute – football game grueling he's getting hit a lot um he's just by playing you're not going to get to 100 percent. and I don't know what that good that does for the Bengals they're losing anyway you know they're one and three they would have taken if they would have just rested him the first four weeks like I thought they were gonna do they they would be happy with one and three but you've kind of played them and now it's like man what I mean now do we rest them because now we're one and three do we rest them for the next three weeks? What if we're one and six or two and five, and then the season kind of gets away from us? Yeah, it's tough for the Bengals right now. Uh, Redskins scared the Eagles, but they hold the Eagles do hold on in overtime. 34-31, impressive game by Sam Howell and company. Um, you know, I'm not. I haven't been impressed. With, I don't know what it is. I know they're four zero, but I've been impressed with the Eagles. Um, don't get me wrong. I think they're a good team, but. I haven't been overly impressed by the Eagles, and that says something, though. You know, they're still 4-0, and they haven't been overly impressive to me. Uh, Baker carves up that great Saints defense to a 26-9 win. Good win for the Bucks. They're impressive. I think they're going to win that division. I think their defense is still very good, and Baker's got weapons around him. Um, yeah, I like I like uh, where the Buccaneers stand. Rams nearly blow a 23-0 lead. I mean, it kind of yeah, obviously did blow it. It got 23-23, but they, they hang on to win in overtime, 29-23. Pukunaku is special. He's up for offensive rookie of the year as well. Kind of a three. Really, you got four. And Anthony Richardson obviously missed a week, but he's been impressive. You got four guys kind of vying for it right now, I'd say, between Stroud. I would have I would go Stroud. I would honestly go right now Stroud, Nakua, Robinson, and then Anthony Richardson is how I would go the top four for rookie of the year. But yeah, those are my reactions. Uh, post week four uh, MVP rankings, I have Jalen Hurts at four. Mahomes bumped up my list. He wasn't impressive. Um, the you know the Chiefs kind of you know almost threw that game away. But I'm gonna go Jalen Hurts at four. I'm still gonna have two in there at three. You know it's a bad week, but two is still he's had an incredible year so far. Two in there at three. I gotta go CMC at two. I mean the guy's unbelievable, and you could argue he's one. Um, but Josh Allen right now is number one to me. What he's done the last three weeks has been just very, very impressive. And Josh Allen for sure has to be my number one MVP uh, candidate right now. Uh, he's you know after the like I said the week four the week one shit show last three weeks though it's all clicked. Uh, been very impressive by Josh Allen and the Bills um, to recover from you know you lose to Zach Wilson basically in week one. You know in the Jets who Rogers goes down air goes out of the stadium and they still find a way to win. Um, but let me get a drink real quick, and then we'll move on to rankings. All right, so my post-week four NFL top 16 power rankings. Call me crazy, I don't care. Chiefs are still at one. They have Patrick Mahomes, and if they were one and three, they wouldn't be here, obviously, but they're still three and one, and they still have the best player in football. Uh, 49ers is going to go up to two for me. Uh, they're just they're clicking at all cylinders, and that's why I said it's going to be such a tough game for the Cowboys going down there. But 
you got to be able to compete or beat these teams if you want to be elite. So, you know, Cowboys got to figure out a way to get it done, but it's going to be very, very difficult, and the Niners are on a roll. Bills here at three. I jumped them over the Eagles. Um, Like I said, I think, you know, week one, maybe it was just uh, one of those games they've figured it out since. Uh, That's for damn sure, and they've been very impressive. Eagles are are at four again. They're a Super Bowl contender. They're still very good. Like I said, they haven't been, in my opinion, ultra impressive, but... They are 4-0, and they are still very, very talented. Cowboys at 5. Again, defense has been unreal. And I knew that coming in, though. My worry was what happens to the play calling, what happens with McCarthy calling plays, and how does the offense look? So far, I think, if you'd asked me, I'd say the offense has been underwhelming. Um, It's, you know, I guess, I mean, I shouldn't, underwhelming might be a little harsh. We move the ball well. We just don't convert into touchdowns. We kick a lot of field goals. Dolphins at 6. Again, drop them a little bit. Um, but I still think the Dolphins are, are a contender for the Super Bowl as well. Um, they'll be just fine. Lions are up at seven for me. The Lions have kind of proven me wrong. They've looked really, really good. Uh, their defense has been very good. Jared Goff's been really good. Obviously, he had the pick to start the game versus the Packers, but besides that, he was tremendous. The running game, Dave Montgomery's been a workhorse. Don't use Jameer Gibbs much as I'd like. Maybe that's a little biased because I got him in fantasy. But, yeah, uh, the, the Lions look very good. Uh, Ravens in here at eight. Um, again, a good win. Uh, Lamar looked good. Um, obviously against, you know, the Deshaunless uh, Browns. So, you know, we'll take it with a grain of salt. But a win's a win. They're 3-1. and one. Jaguars in here at 9. Um, big bounce back for them. They got a tough one coming up here against the Bills, but they are in here at 9. Buccaneers back up in, uh, to the top 10. They're here at 10. They're 3-1. and one. I got the Browns still at 11. I'm not going to drop them too far just because, you know, Watson didn't play. Uh, Seahawks with a win tonight. Defense looked good. Uh, at number 12 is Seattle. Uh, Chargers up to 13 after not being ranked. Again, two good wins in a row. Uh, Staley's tried to throw the games, but hey, it's okay. They got the win. Herbert's looked really good. Uh, Rams at 14 get back into the rankings. Uh, obviously, kind of almost almost blew it, but they got the win. I think the Rams are really good. Um, and Cooper Cup could be coming back here, which scares should scare the living shit out of the rest of the NFL that Stafford's put up this many yards. and his, I know he's turned the ball over a little too much, but he's but that's Stafford, right? He's a gunslinger, and uh, but the yards he's put up and how good Nakua is, and now Nakua could be freed up even more with Cup coming back. I just think that offense is going to be scary, and their defense is still good. Uh, Saints at fifteen, don't drop them out of my rankings. Didn't have Derek Carr, but they do drop to fifteen and welcome into the rankings the Houston Texans. How can I not? Their defenses look good. C.J. Stroud's been, in my opinion, a top ten quarterback in the NFL so far this year. How can you say he hasn't? Look at his numbers. He's been unbelievable, C.J. Stroud. I should have stuck with my guns the whole time. I said he's the best quarterback in the draft, and you know, and then I, I kind of was like, well, you know, it's a little closer than that. But all right, so far, C.J. Stroud, Titans better figure it out. I know they're two and two. They better figure out a fucking quarterback because that's a division with Trevor Lawrence, Anthony Rich, and C.J. Stroud, and you have Tannehill, Malik Willis, and Will Levis. Got to figure something out. Uh, so let's go into some tier rankings. So we'll start off. At the bottom, get draft ready. Uh, for me, um, it's Raiders, Patriots, Broncos. I think it's get draft ready. I know the Raiders have played in some close games. I just don't see it with them at all. I don't. Um, obviously, they lose Chandler Jones. Patriots, no explosiveness in New England. No explosiveness. Their defense is good, but it's on the field too much. So then they get you know they get tired. They get worn down. Uh, Broncos. I mean, I know they have to come back one against the Bears, but let's be honest about the Broncos. You know they're they're. Come on, you know, get draft ready. 
Probably not playoff teams. Um, and I know people are going to criticize me for not having the Bengals in this category. I'm going to still hold out. They they got a week or two. They got a week or two to show me something. Um, Steelers at the uh, so these are actually ranked into into kind of how I would favor it. So Texans are the closest to the next tier for me, um, with probably not playoff teams. Then I go Colts, Titans. Jets, Steelers. Yes, I have the Jets in here still. Zach Wilson impressed. Their defense is very good. If he can play well enough, he doesn't even have to play special to win. But he can't have a first quarter like he had. He's got to play well. They got to move the ball. So I'm going to keep him in there. And the Steelers, I know they're 2-2. Two and two. I don't think the Steelers are very good, though. Playoffs, question mark? Browns, again, I still love the Browns. Deshaun Watson was injured. I still love them. Chargers and Bengals. Yes, I'm holding out hope on the Bengals right now in my tiers. Do I think, again, rankings don't show that I have them better than a team like the Texans um, in my rankings, but I still, for tier-wise, I still am going to hold out hope for a few weeks. Surefire playoff teams. I'm going Ravens-Jaguars. I think they're both really, really good. I don't trust Lamar, though, in big-time games, and I don't know if I can trust Trevor Lawrence all the way yet, and that's why they're they're here. And my Super Bowl bubble is Chiefs 1, Bills, and then Dolphins. That's my Super Bowl bubble for the AFC. Now let's go to the NFC. Get draft ready. Panthers, Cardinals, Bears. And what sucks for the Panthers, they don't own their pick. So it's kind of tough to get draft ready when you don't own your first round pick and it could go to the Bears and they could pick up one and two. Probably not playoff teams. Packers, Vikings, Falcons, Giants. And the Giants are a week away from getting moved to get draft ready as well. Playoffs, question mark? Saints, Rams, Seahawks, Redskins. How I have it, I have five teams total in my surefire playoff Super Bowl. So two of these teams, the reason why it's question is because I don't know. I think the the Niners, the Eagles, the Bucks, and the Lions are all going to win their division. I think the Cowboys are guaranteed the top wild card or for sure a wild card. That's why these four teams are here. I haven't really decided on what two of these four teams will make the playoffs. Right now, I'd lean Saints and Rams, but Seahawks and Redskins are not far off. So there you go. Surefire playoff teams are the Bucks and the Lions for me right now. And Super Bowl bubble is Niners, Eagles, Cowboys. That will be my Super Bowl bubble. KB's QB chopping block. So on the block this week, Mac Jones. Disaster. Uh, 12 for 21, 150, two interceptions and loss to the Cowboys. Again, I just, you know, I've always thought Mac was... Mac was a a decent quarterback. I think they've unfairly given him no explosive or big-time playmaking wide receivers. I do also think that it's time to realize that he's maybe just not that talented. He's a solid quarterback, but I don't think he's your franchise guy. He's got to be better. Some of the picks he threw, especially the pick six to Bland, cross his body, he can't make that throw. (coughs) That's That's a Mahomes, Josh Allen... Matt Stafford, wicked arm strength, wicked arm talent type of throw. He can't make that. And that's why he's on the block this week. Guy on deck, Desmond Ritter. I mean, again, all I heard was how good the Falcons were going to be coming in. Guess who's holding them back? It's Desmond Ritter. He's just not very good. 19 for 31, 191, a touchdown, two picks, had a pick six. Um, again, I just don't think he's very good. And I think the Falcons are going to realize that when they're probably sitting at 3-6 and six or 3-7. and seven, And like, okay, Desmond Ritter's not our guy. we got to draft a quarterback this offseason. Or we gotta pick or we gotta make a trade for a Kyler Murray or Justin Fields. He's not the guy. 
Desmond Ritter is not the guy. A bit of praise. Um, obviously, I talked about CJ Stroud earlier, so he got his praise, but let me get a quick drink real quick, and then we'll get into a bit of praise. A bit of praise is Zach Wilson. Um, again, how can I not? He, uh, what I believe he was the first person to have a better completion percentage, more yards, and more touchdowns in a game versus Patrick Mahomes. No one's ever done that, and Zach Wilson did it. He was 28 of 39, 245, and two touchdowns. He was impressive. He had the fumble. He had the fumble, and that hurt, and that cost him the game in a way. And he took responsibility, which I love, but let's be honest, he was, I mean, their defense, obviously, but he was a reason they were in that game. If, even if Mahomes is turning the ball over, if Zach Wilson plays like he had been playing, they wouldn't even got back into the game. It wouldn't have mattered if Mahomes had played bad. So he deserves praise. Zach Wilson deserves praise because everyone harps on him. Rodney Harrison, bum. You, yeah, he's had, he had a good, you know he's a, you know he's not good though, right? And Chris Jones st- stands up for him, which I respected the shit out of. Zach Wilson played tremendous. He has, he should be ashamed of nothing. He played tremendous football, and if he can play like that around that level, the Jets can be a problem. He's got a, num- a stud number one. He's got two good running backs. Obviously, Dalvin's not playing great. Unbelievable defense. I mean, yeah, he deserves the praise for sure. Zach Wilson, one hundred percent deserves the praise. Let's go. Let's get. Let's get into my uh, three uh, NFL fi- NFL Week Five key matchups. Jaguars at Bills in London, but it's a home game for the Bills, which is which is wild. Um, it's a big one. If the uh, the Bills go out there and just put it on Jacksonville. I mean, you got to you do then you then you do got to start talking. The Bills is possibly the best team in the NFL, right? It's a big one for the Jags, in my opinion. This is a defining. I know it, they're going to win their division because their division it's going to take nine games, probably ten games to win it. But if they could go out there and beat the Bills, um, that's a statement win that we're here. They still have not, even in the Falcons game, their offense didn't impress me. And that's what worries me about going to the Buffalo game. Now, Buffalo did lose Tredavious White for the year. So that hurts them at corner. Obviously, I think I, they could be getting Von Miller back here in week five. This would be a statement win for the Jaguars. I don't think they'll win it, but it's, it would be a statement win for Jacksonville if they could beat Buffalo. It would be a we are here moment that we can contend. Eagles at Rams, another good one. This is in the, th- the London game also starts at 8.30 in the morning, just criminal. But uh, 3.30 game, 4.30 Eastern. Um, Eagles at Rams, good one here. Is Cup going to play? That's huge because the Eagles' uh, pass defense hasn't been the greatest. Uh, so can they throw on them and, and stay in the game? We'll see. Even if Cup's not there, I think they have a chance. Um. Yeah. I think the... Uh, the Rams do have a shot. Eagles are going to need to play really good on the road here to win this game. Uh, that's a very, very good game. You know, three good ones. And then obviously the nightcap Cowboys at Niners, huge game for my Cowboys. Um, again, kind of a – I don't want to say I, – because I think the Cowboys are better than the Jaguars for sure. But it is kind of like – the Cowboys go to Sam Fran and win. That is a uh, – yeah, we're, we're for real. We can win – we can get to the Super Bowl. We could win a Super Bowl. It's a big game. Every game means something in the NFL every week. There's only 17 of them. Every game means something. 
And uh, this would be a this would be a monumental win for the Cowboys. Uh, really, just get their season rolling if they go in there and win in San Fran. But the Niners are clicking. It's going to be tough for the Cowboys to go in there and do it. But those are some big matchups in Week Five. Uh, so here we go. Obviously, Damian Lillard was traded to the Bucks. Um, so they got Dame. What did the Basically, in that trade, Portland got Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, a couple other guys, and a fir- an unprotected first-round pick and two pick swaps. The Suns helped facilitate it by getting Nurkic. Who else did they get? I can't even really remember the full details. Uh, it, it, to me, I didn't think Portland did well. They did better on the Drew Holiday. Then they moved Drew Holiday for Brogdon, Robert Williams, and two unprotected first-round picks. They did better on the Drew Holiday trade. I know you got DeAndre Ayton, but, I mean, come on. I would rather have picks than Aiden, but that's me. Um, in a rebuilding process, but then they make a even they make a better move for the Drew Holiday one, and now they could flip Brogdon for more. So now they're getting better. Now the trades are getting making them set up for their future even more, which I love for them. Um, you needed a future back. You needed a future back if you're going to trade Dame. Um, and the Celtics get Drew Holiday, which I thought I think their their depth is uh, is a little bit worrisome. Um, I don't love their depth, but it is what it is. But let's get into these rankings. Uh, happy for Dame that he's going to a team that has a chance to win the title, though. Uh, he's He's been a soldier through and through for Portland. And uh, I think, you know, he wanted to go to Miami, but, you know, Milwaukee's probably... Either way, I probably would have had the Heat or the Bucks. If he would have went to the Heat, I'd have them number one. If he would have went to the Bucks, I would have had them number one either way. So Bucks are my number one prediction in the East. Celtics, two. And then I think there is a gap. I think those that's your Eastern Conference Finals matchup, to be honest. I kind of just skipped to the end of the season for the East. Cavs, three. Knicks, four. Nets, five. Sixers, six. Heat, seven. Hawks, eight. So these are my playing teams. Heat, seven. Hawks, eight. Pacers, Pacers nine. Bulls, ten. My 11 through 15. Pistons, Raptors, Hornets, Magic, Wizards. This can this will probably change by the time once I really fully evaluate every team. Western Conference. I'm going Suns one, Nuggets two, Lakers three, Kings four, Grizzlies five, Thunder six. I think the Grizzlies will be just fine without Jaw. I bet they have a winning record when Jaw comes back from suspension. Playing teams: Warriors seven. Sorry, sorry, Clippers. Clippers 7, Warriors 8, Mavs 9, Pelicans 10. 11 through 15, Rockets, Wolves, Jazz, Spurs, Blazers. My overall power rankings going into the season as of now. Suns 1, Bucks 2, Nuggets 3, Lakers 4, Celtics 5, Kings 6, Cavs 7, Grizzlies 8, Knicks 9, Thunder 10, Clippers 11. Those are my rankings going into the season as of right now. So let's get into reaction to Canelo Charlo. Canelo wins handily. Uh, I, think he, I think he dropped him at one point. Yeah, he dropped him, went to a knee. Uh, you know, Charlo looked like he was... Uh, didn't look like he was uh, in there to win, more so survive, in my opinion. That was kind of, a, that was kind of sad to see. I was hoping to see Canelo get tested, but I will say... It wasn't just Charlo looking bad. That was the best Canelo's looked in a while. Uh, he looked tremendous. Um, 
the cardio was back. He was a machine for twelve rounds. It was uh, it was uh, really good for to see that for Canelo. Uh, love him or hate him, you, it's boxing's better when Canelo's still relevant and still big time and still dominating fights. And now it sets up who could be next. What do I want to see? I mean, you got. I think you have three huge options. I will be very disappointed if it goes if it doesn't go one of these three options. The one that I want to see the least, but I would still love, is the Bivol rematch. I know he would love to have that back, and I think it would. I would still want to see that. This the the two though are one A one B. As crazy as it sounds, one B is actually going to be Terrence Bug Crawford, just because. We'll get into 1A first. Benavidez. I want to see it. I think Canelo... I don't want to say Canelo's ducked anyone, but I, he's got to fight him. If he, if uh, if Benavidez wins his fight later this year, Cinco de Mayo next year has to be Canelo Benavidez. It has to be. That has to be the fight. Um, But Bug Crawford, I would still love as well because I think it's... You, you could argue it's 1 and one 2 or 1 and 3, 1 and... You know, Two top five pound for pound guys going at it. Bug Crawford daring to be fucking great and taking on Saul Canelo Alvarez. I would lose my fucking mind if that's the fight they make. Either way, I want to see Benavidez the most. But if they make Bug Crawford, I don't give a shit. I want to see that too. I want to see that as well. That would be awesome. One of those two is what I want. I'll be fine if it's the B-Vol rematch, but those two are the ones I want the most. Benavidez, Terrence Bug Crawford. Speaking of, Tyson Fury actually signed. He, even, he has a fight coming up at the end of this month against Francis Ngannou. But he has actually signed to fight Alexander Usyk at the end of this year or early next year. I, I'm hearing it'll be, uh, let's look at the calendar. December 23rd, if Fury comes out completely unscathed, it'll be December, it'll be December 23rd, um, Christmas Christmas Eve Eve uh, on a Saturday or I'm hearing it'll be January 6th or January 13th it's going to be one of those three weekends they Fury I, I think that December 30th they don't want to do the new year one but they would do I'm going to guess this though even if even what if I what I think happens to Fury and gone if I let's say Fury what I think can happen is Fury goes out there and he gets him out of there quickly right and that's going to happen here on 28th Okay, so let's say, I think that it's going to happen later than the December 23rd day for sure. So you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight weeks, nine weeks, 10, 11, 12, 13. I truly think it'll happen January 20th, which would be 12 weeks from the Nganu fight, or January 27th, which is 13 weeks from the Nganu fight. I, I don't think it's going to happen uh, under two months after the Ngannou fight. I truly don't think that'll happen. Unless he goes out there and literally doesn't get touched and knocks him out in the first two rounds, which could happen. That very well could happen. I think he's going to stop him in under four or five. So it could happen. He could go out there and knock him out in the first round and literally use no energy and be like, yeah, I'm going to be ready in two months. No problem. It could happen. Uh, you, never, never, you never know with Tyson Fury. All right, so my top five reactions to week five in college football. UFC survives against Colorado in a 48-41 shootout. What was the score of that game? 1.35-7? 
or 35-6. <laughs> like, uh, USC has to figure – USC's defense, their offense might be the best in the country because Caleb Williams is the best player in the country. But uh, that defense worries me on them winning the national title or even winning the Pac-12. Old Miss LSU was defense optional. Old Miss wins a shootout, 55-49. Crazy game that was. Uh, what a win for Old Miss. Kills LSU's chances of running the table and getting to a playoff. Texas takes care of KU, 40-14. to God, it was so heartbreaking when you see, you know, they say right before kickoff that Jalen Daniels re-aggravated his back and he won't play. That was... That was tough uh, because I honestly, that first half, um, we would have had a chance in that game if he was healthy. Texas did not bring their A game early. I think more of the second half was our guy. Our defense was a little worn down on the field a lot, and I think that's that's what won the game. Jason Bean just wasn't, I don't think, was ready and prepared. Obviously, he wasn't probably taking, he was probably taking no first-team snaps if it happened in warm-ups this mor- in that, that morning. Um, so, yeah. That's uh, tough. It's tough there to watch that. Georgia wins a dogfight versus Auburn 27-20. Georgia's not impressed me at all. Sam Hartman leads a 98-yard game-winning drive to beat Duke 21-14. What a run on 4th and 16. 4th and 16, game on the line. He puts his body, dives for it, and gets the first down, and they win the game. What a play. What a play by Sam Hartman. Uh, so my post-Week uh, 5 top 6 Heisman candidates at 6, Sam Hartman. Um... You know, it wasn't the prettiest game, but what a moment that was. Cameron Ward for Wazoo stays. It's top three, kind of top six, top six through three stays the same. Ward from Wazoo, Quinn Ewers uh, from Texas, Bo Nix from Oregon. I did flip Williams and Penix. Uh, Caleb Williams had an unbelievable game. Um, and it's not saying Michael Penix was poor, uh, but I thought Caleb Williams jumped him uh, this week. And so they kind of go back and forth for me, but they are one, two, Caleb Williams and Michael Penix. My post-week five, top 23 college football power rankings. Texas is my new number one. I was talking I was talking about this with my buddy, with Fee. Obviously, you guys know, does does a lot of segments. Been on the pod more than anyone. Um, there's no elite football team in college football, in my opinion. This would have been, I've been, I've been saying, this would have been the perfect year. Because I seriously think, as of right now, there is 12, there, 12, arguably 14 teams that are, in my opinion, in contention to win a national title, right? North Carolina. You know, you got Texas here, right? 14 teams, I think. Even going down to Wazoo, North Carolina, Oklahoma. You never know. They could run the table. This is a chaotic year. Texas, to me, is the most complete team. Very good defensively. Good run game. Really good quarterback. Good weapons. They're the most complete team to me right now. They've they've also played Alabama and Kansas, two ranked teams, and they've done well against both. They're, to me, the most complete team in college football. Florida State's at two. They had a bye. I like them a lot, too. Ohio State at three. Michigan at four. It's kind of 3A, 3B. Probably find out who's better when it comes to the last game of the year when Ohio State plays Michigan. I dropped Georgia to five. I'm not impressed at all. I think this is one of the weakest SECs I've seen in a long, long time. They don't have an elite team. They don't. Georgia's not as good at their outside of tight end. They're not as good as they usually are. Which receiver, O line, quarterback, and defense. I don't think they're as good as you know. I don't think their their past three years have been way better than this year's team. Not even close. 
I have Washington at 6, USC at 7. Oregon at 8, Penn State at 9. Those teams are all undefeated. Notre Dame is at 10 for me at 4-1. Alabama at 11 at 4-1. Then, again, three other teams, 12, 13, 14. I think there's still 14 teams that could win a national title. Washington State at 4-0, they're number 12. North Carolina at 4-0, they're 13. Oklahoma at 14, they're 5-0. I seriously think that this is why I would have loved the 12-team playoff this year. Chaos would have occurred. I mean, just what, again, I think it's a year where you don't have to be. This is a Pac-12 type of year where usually you say the Pac-12's offense are awesome, but their defense sucks. I think this is a year, though, to where a, a team like that could win a national title. I seriously think that. Old Miss at 15, Oregon State at 16, a couple, three undefeated teams here. Kentucky at 17, they play Georgia. Missouri at 18, uh, Miami at 19, they're 4-0. At 20, Tennessee coming off a win. 21, Texas A&M. They're 4-1, coming off the obvious win over Arkansas. Get Bama this weekend at home. Fresno State at 22, they're 5-0. And Duke at 23, they're 4-1. Obviously, it's going to pin the Riley Leonard injury. I don't know what how bad it is. First five out, LSU, K-State, KU, Utah, and Louisville are my first five out. So game predictions. I went 4-1 last week. How about it? Only loss was picking LSU over Ole Miss and what I say on the podcast. This week, Ole Miss would burn me. They did. They would burn me again by me picking against them. I picked uh, Oregon State over Utah, USC over Colorado, K- uh, Texas over KU, and Notre Dame over Duke. Went 4-1. and one. I'm now 18-12. and 12. And uh, what a slate we have coming. So my week six, top five games of the week. I try to I, I put them in order by times. I don't have the times down, but I when I'm looking at the games, I, I make sure to order them by time. So the early game is going to be Oklahoma at number my my number fourteen Oklahoma at my number one Texas. I'm going Texas thirty eight twenty seven. I think like I said, I think Texas is the most complete team in the country. Number twelve Washington State at UCLA. Give me Wazoo thirty four thirty one. They're dogs right now too. Uh, number eleven Alabama at number twenty one Texas A and M. This is a heart over this is a heart overhead pick. Give me AM 2724 at home. Shock the world. Uh number 17, Kentucky at number five, Georgia. Give me Georgia 3120. I think Kentucky can battle. And number 10, Notre Dame at Louisville. Give me Notre Dame 30 to 20 for my game of the week predictions. So again, this is a loaded episode. Uh again, go to KB and the boys. I can't hit a goddamn five unit bet to save my life. If you literally, I'm very good each week record wise, but I can't pick a five unit bet, so I'm down seventeen point three four units. Colby is now down minus one point two five after he lost his five unit. Carter's plus five point nine four. Nick is plus zero point seven six, and Schmidt is plus nine point zero two. And the panel parlay crashed. Three out of four legs hit. Bengals sold the fucking bag. Um. So yeah, those are the standings and. We should have a pod Thursday. I believe we will. Um, but yeah, uh, so that's going to be unedited this week. Um, again, NFL, college football, you got to love this time of year. So many games on. Wait, you just got Monday Night Football. You get a break tomorrow, but then there's college football Wednesday. There's NFL and college football Thursday. There's college football Friday. There's college football Saturday. Then there's NFL Sunday and Monday. You get football all year, every day of the week.
it's amazing. Um, but yeah, that'll, that'll do it for this episode, but thank you guys for listening. Peace.